Well, 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 what a week of tennis it has been. Federer's 10th title at Hala in 13 attempts. Andy Murray's comeback, even though it was doubles. Feliciano Lopez winning the double at the age of 37 at Queens. The singles title and the doubles title with Andy Murray. A certain Felix's rise in 2019. All this and obviously the upcoming Wimbledon discussion on this episode of the Tennis Galaxy Podcast. Stay tuned. And we are live for another exciting episode of the Tennis Galaxy Podcast. I am your host Prasad from Mumbai. It's 7 a.m. We are slightly uh, short. We are slightly delayed by, by mistake. But yeah, anyway, joining me from US are the two great... Analysts who are here, Rajke and Prakash. Rajke, how are you doing? I'm great. How is Prakash? <laughs> Prakash. I'm doing good, guys. Thank you. Pra- yeah, you and uh, apologies for the um, late arrival. The net connection kind of gave up. So, technical issues. But anyway, we've got this up and running. And there's so much to discuss on today's episode. We are already on the fifth one. If people are tuning in. Um, and uh, we've got so much to talk. Federer's 10th at Hala. We've got Andy Murray's comeback. We've got Feliciano Lopez who won the double at the age of 37. So is Federer. But anyway, and we've got um, we've got uh, the young Felix who's rising up the charts slowly and steadily. And discussing all this will be Prakash and Rajke. So let's get straight to the point and direct our first question to Rajke. Rajke, Andy Murray's comeback. Uh, what did you make of that? Well, I mean... First of all, it's doubles and uh, not singles. So I'm waiting for the day when I can see him back in singles. That would be even even better. But it's quite amazing that Andy Murray makes come back on his own home country, uh, London, basically, in Queens. And uh, he wins it straight away with Feliziano Lopez. Fantastic. I never expected him to do so well in the very first tournament that he's back. So I'm very, very happy for Andy Prakash, how did the comeback... You know, for take in the take place. Like, was there a withdrawal from uh, somewhere, or was it just uh, last minute? I mean, we've heard people have turned him down. <laughs> for example, Ash Barty, but uh, yeah. but but that was good, isn't it? And how how did the how did everything fall in place? Was he targeting the queens in the first place? Yeah, this was announced pretty well in advance that he was going to play with. Uh... Lopez at uh, no, Queens, and I think even uh, for Wimbledon, the doubles is good. It's just the mixed doubles. I think he's having trouble mm. finding players, people to play with him. That's I find it very strange. But uh, I guess you know there are uh, like I think uh, Kiki Mladenovic. She was saying that uh, it would be too much for her to play like three events because she's already playing doubles and singles. So I guess that might be the issue for a lot of the women because mm. they already play, you know, the top women play both doubles and singles. So I think, but I would still find it very strange that, you know, uh, no one would uh, take up uh, playing mixed doubles with Murray uh, in uh, you know Wimbledon. But then uh, there's a tweet from Sharapova. So who knows, you know, maybe they will see like... Uh, Andy Murray, Sharpo, or like Andy Murray, Venus Williams. Which and Andy Murray's and Andy Murray's uh, mom's been going on about on Twitter. 
posting videos so you you never know and she's had a slight dig at everyone who's going to turn him down in the future so i guess we have we so with the next person to turn him down is actually going to face the wrath of um mother mari we can say <laughs> but but anyway anyway which was happy t- times for uh, andy and it's so good to see him back uh, after all the injuries he's had and most probably i think the wimbledon um uh, grand slam will be this wimbledon will be his last as he has announced but uh, let's yeah. see let's hope for yeah. the best and uh, yeah. andy mari has come back was one talking point but the talking point the other talking point which is the highlight of the episode is federer's 10th atp title uh, hala title and what a performance uh, what a week he's had his 10th title in 13 attempts and uh, beating uh, beating david goffin in the final the second set being a one way traffic um uh, compared to his game matches against songa which prakash you know we've been we've discussed on the group was yeah. was going to be very tough and then you had batista good who had never won a set against him but even that match went to the wire and federer kind of got to uh, the in through the back door rajki i'm going to go to you first and um take us through that final david goffin versus federer the first set being so uh, competitive goffin almost breaking federer and uh, then the second set being a one way traffic where federer tri- had a triple break and sealed the deal yeah so uh, goffin is a dangerous opponent for federer because we all know that he beat federer in world tour finals uh, a couple of years ago so even though grass is federer's favorite surface <laughs> you can never write goff off so the first set was really difficult uh, for federer but i think once he got going he played much better in the second set and then probably the belief dropped a little bit from goff towards the end and this is not a big surprise because federer is a much better grass court player but still goff made him work very hard in the first set and uh, i'm happy to see that federer had a good end to the tournament his semi final and final victories were in straight sets but as you said before that he had two tough matches against songa and agut but towards the end he was finding some of the form which would make him one of the favorites going into wimbledon absolutely prakash uh, professor's first serve is still uh, some problem there's some he still has to improve a lot because at times during uh, the hala open the first serve kind of deserted him i mean he started so brightly in the first set but in the second set being a break up everything used to go turn around the the opponent used to come at him on his second serve as well and you know uh, turn the tide and that take it to the third set especially the songa game where he was a set up and 3 1 up and songa turned it around and almost won it and uh, as for as uh, batista agut goes the same happened it happened for two nights in a row until the semi final and final were an easy uh, path for most of the match but yeah what do you have to say about his first uh, what do you have to say about his form in general compared to the last year at hala and this year at hala uh, well i mean i think uh, last year he lost the you know, match title in the final but uh, this year even though as one and i think he was still patchy throughout the tournament and even in the final i would say uh the I mean, first set was competitive but i mean it was not vintage federer uh, as you said there are a lot of lapses and 
I think those are things he'll have to clean up. Yeah, because he cannot afford those kind of lapses in the in a best of five, right? Yeah, I mean, te- exactly. I mean, technically, you do get a lot of space in a f- best of five, but also he doesn't want to play like you know lengthy matches. The goal is like finish matches quickly, you know, Correct. as much as possible. And uh, as we saw, this was one of the, I would say, the most. Uh, Toughed out a grass court tournament that I've seen Federer win, so I would say. But now it does definitely helps to you know have won the title. Definitely, mm-hmm. it's better than going in with a loss. Uh, so that should do him good. But there's still a lot of work to be done. Perfect. And we are we are into the Wimbledon qualifiers this week, and uh, the Wimbledon starts. next week but rajke i have a question from the viewers and uh, mm. uh, we've heard uh, the news that fighter is going to be seeded number 2 now the wimbledon mm. seedings aren't much like the rankings i mean they take certain things into consideration so we are speaking even before hala how mm. fighter has to be number 2 seeded here so that he can you know so even nadal and djokovic will meet in the semi finals and then one of them will meet in the final please explain to us how do these seedings work if you can and how federer being number 2 is very important for him winning his 21st grand slam okay so in most uh, grand slams in, in fact in every grand slam other than wimbledon what they do is take the atp ranking points and uh, person with the highest number of points is the first seed and then the next highest is the second seed and so on what wimbledon does is add the grass court results from the previous two years So to the ATP ranking points, you had you had hundred percent of uh, the grass court points mm. from previous year, mm. and seventy five percent of the grass court points from the year before that. Mm-hmm. That's why the grass seedings are going to be a bit different from uh, the seedings for the other Grand Slams. Perfect, perfect. So Spider at number two then, and uh, we've discussed this at the French Open as well, but. Federer, oh, one thing it's a, it's seventy five percent of the points for the best grass court tournament. Uh, okay. Uh, in between years one and two before, you know, but hundred percent of all grass court tournaments in the year before. So yeah, so, yeah and and coming back to our original now, the the question is that how does it help Federer now? He's seeded number two. Djokovic okay, so, is number one. Nadal is three. Yeah. So uh, Federer seeded number two. that means that he's going to avoid djokovic till uh, the final i think that's a good thing i know there's a point of view going around that it's better for him maybe to play djokovic in the semi final but from a federer point of view i think this is good and then uh, this also means that we know that the defending champion plays on monday hmm. uh, opening uh, the championship so that means that federer is going to play on tuesday yeah in the first week and by extension he's also going to play on thursday and saturday mm so do we get okay on saturday yeah yeah exactly for the first week so we both know that he's not going to play djokovic till the final and uh, we also know the days on which he's going to play in the first week so that's the new information we have after hala perfect so tuesday thursday and saturday so if you're listening to this the wimbledon starts on the 1st of july that means federer plays on 2nd 4th and 6th which is a okay. tuesday thursday and a saturday correct and uh, that there have been um, certain other uh, things guys uh, uh, in at hala and uh, 
there have been certain things at queens as well prakash lopez at the age of 37 i think he played a marathon there at queens and especially in the last two days there were five games consecutive on the center uh, the main court and uh, he was a part of all of it and he won them all what does this double victory you know uh, stand in his career and um, where does he go from from to wimbledon from here now feliciano lopez uh, in his own words uh, it was the best moment he said you no know, because two years back he won queens and he thought that was the greatest moment but then to win the way just even without considering the doubles just the singles you no know? yeah uh, he had uh, he was involved in a third set tie break i think right with uh, the younger felix uh, auger alicia and then uh, he had to fight a three setter against uh, uh, i think the tie breaker third set tie breaker was with simon in the final yeah think, simon right? in the yeah, correct simon yeah the, yeah the semi final was uh, just a three setter but yeah but basically two tough matches to close it out and uh, i mean he was playing as a wild card and then of course you add the doubles uh, title along with murray that's just phenomenal to do that at uh, 37 <laughs> years old yeah it's amazing and uh, as a great achievement and what it will mean for Wimbledon I mean he's always been a good grass court player and uh, he, but I mean he's not been able to make like deep run as he should have at Wimbledon you know with the game he has uh, will he be able to do it this time I'm not so sure but I mean it definitely again it not like a great shot in the arm we'll have to yeah. see what he's going to do with it but I think again no uh, sadly or no no the good and bad the tennis tournaments is that every tournament the slate is wiped clean you start again afresh so he has to again start from the beginning and win like seven best of five matches right so absolutely yeah, it would yeah. be great to you know he's a, because just because the way he plays tennis it would be great to watch him do well you know at wimbledon so yeah um, a great achievement from his own point of view and uh, as you said uh, correctly mentioned you know you wipe the slate clean before every tournament it's a clean slate you start fresh and then see where you go and uh, we've got a certain young player to discuss here and rajke is a big fan of his so i'm going to direct the, the question straight to him and that is the rise of mr felix rajke even me as someone who's not followed the next gen so far who's starting to follow the next gen what can you tell us about felix the young guy uh, starting with his name because i want to start pronouncing it <laughs> his, the, the way you pronounce his name is felix orge aliasim felix orge aliasim that's how he says okay his name. okay uh, uh, he's of course from canada francophone he speaks french um amazing player i mean he's been tipped for greatness for a while now and it was just a question of when he's going to break through and a lot of us have felt for many years that this is going to be the next all time great now that's a lot of pressure to put on young shoulders so perhaps that can wait for the time when he wins the grand slam but there's so much right about um, felix his serve is wonderful his return is good uh, backhand forehand great movement but above all 
fantastic maturity for his age, always learning, always picking up the positives. And he was asked in, in a press conference or in, a, or in an interview what changed this year. And he said he's trying to get as consistent as possible this year because last year he would have some good uh, performances, but then he would have some letdowns as well. So this year he's working on his consistency. And so far we've seen it. Right. I mean, he reached the semifinal in Indian Wells and this tournament was fantastic for him. He beat Dimitro. He's a good yeah. player on grass, Dimitro. We beat yeah. him. And then Kyrgios. Yeah, in three sets. Yeah. In, Kyrgios in three sets. And these two are opposites, you know, in their behavior uh, in many senses. Kyrgios and um, Felix. And then uh, Sitsipas. And here's a very interesting thing. Sitsipas has now lost to Felix the two tour matches they've played and also, I think, a couple of matches in juniors as well. So Sitsipas was saying after uh, this particular match that he's wondering whether he can ever beat Felix. Oh, if he yeah. has that kind of a psychological advantage over a future Grand Slam contender like Sitsipas, uh, th that's a great asset to have. So if they're going to play in a Grand Slam, Felix goes into it knowing that Sitsipas has never beaten him on a tennis court. Absolutely. And exciting times ahead, isn't it? Exciting time. That's what you want to see as a tennis fan. Uh, the number of people, the number of uh, new talent coming up. And mm -hmm. uh, Prakash, uh, uh, that's pretty much well described by Rajke. But yeah, let's go on to some of the players here then. Let's go on to Sid Sipas, Zverev, Hachanov. And uh, on a day, it was a day of upsets, you know. Uh, Zverev uh, crashing out. Hachanov crashing out. Uh, what do, where can these players go from here? And how far will they reach in the Wimbledon? Yeah, so I think uh, it's always going to be a tough uh, ask, you know, turning around from clay to grass. And uh, these two guys, you know, Khachanov and Zverev, uh, they did make like deep runs. You know, they went into the second week at the French Open. And uh, that kind of, I think, has affected them, uh, their uh, grass court performance so far. But uh, I guess hopefully they will use this week, you know, to find uh, some form on the practice court. But it's going to be, you know, grass court, things can happen very fast. So if you do not, in the, if you're not in the best form, it's not a court where you would be, you know, uh, looking to find form. So it's going to be kind of challenging for these guys, but Kachanov especially has got the game. You know, he's got a very imposing game. So hmm. maybe, you know, if he gets like a, a relatively friendly draw, maybe, you know, where the first two matches, if he can ease himself in, maybe then yeah. he can make like a deep run because he does, you know, really hit the ball hard. And that's the kind of game you want on a grass court. As for Zverev, uh, he's been having issues, you know, uh, and particularly at Grand Slams. So it would be a nice place, you know, to really uh, make a deep run and uh, get rid of all those uh, uh, slam questions, you know. Very much like how Federer did in 2003. When he won, uh, he had a lot of questions on him mm. uh, because he was not you know, delivering at slams and he had, I think, 2001, he made like two back-to-back -back quarterfinals at French Open and Wimbledon. But then after that, he didn't make a second week of the slam. And in 2003 French Open, he lost in the first round. But then, of course, you know, Federer had won Halle before winning the Wimbledon. But Zverev does not have that. 
but you know, he has had a lot of uh, experience winning big titles so we will see you know lendl i think is back with him so hopefully you know he could uh, guide him and uh, it'll be great to see these guys you know really put things together but right now it i would say is actually looking a little bleak the way they lost you know uh, kind of early at hala and queens yeah and uh, uh, great you that you mentioned there you know the transition from clay to um grass well rashke here's a question for you um uh, and mm-hmm. uh, from uh, our uh, of, on twitter okay. from a very avid federer fan and kasturi asks outlook for the next gen at wimbledon and who goes the furthest like i asked prakash i'm going to ask you as well because that's a subjective question outlook mm-hmm. for next gen what would be the outlook for these next gen players at wimbledon and who goes the furthest of all all of these uh, well, that obviously depends on the draw but i'm going to say uh, felix and sitsipas that that's it i mean yes. <laughs> something about their outlook uh, well the other others as well if i'm not convinced yet about his grand slam performances he would get back on the road uh, in grand slams but that's going to take time uh medvedev he had a good tournament in hala but i don't think that grass is uh, necessarily his best surface and hats now I, i think hard courts is where we are going to see the best of uh, most of these guys because i think they need more experience to start playing better on the grass mm. having said that uh, i remember hats now having a good match against nadal a couple of years ago at wimbledon i don't think he took a set but he did trouble nadal a little bit some of the sets were close uh this if i remember right is 2017 wimbledon but but uh, no i mean like among among all, all of them i think sitsipas and felix are going to be tough to beat at wimbledon so there you have it there's the answer that uh, you the for the question kasturi and i hope you uh, you listen to this episode because it's been a short one and we've uh, be have kept it crisp as you asked as you as the feedback has been for the last four episodes and uh, a, a bit of a delay uh, in the recording but anyway we we are here <laughs> finally with the net connection being right it's 7:20 in the morning here we've covered everything we wanted to do is main uh, the main tournament rajke starts on uh, the the 1st of july yeah and we will be recording one episode after the draws are out so uh-huh. so as to so as like we did uh, with the french open if you guys remember and uh, this time the transition from one platform to the other won't take much time so yeah it's going to be fun well it's been a very uh, busy week in terms of uh, the grass court season we are up and running federer winning at hala beating goffen 7661 and capturing his 10th hala title 102nd atp world tour title overall a fantastic achievement feliciano lopez winning the double beating uh, simon in the final at queens and then winning the doubles tournament with andy mari so it's been a week of comebacks so we a week of uh, 37 year olds dominating the so surfer dominating the sport <laughs> but uh, the wimbledon starts next week and we as i said we will be back here for um, the draws uh, to discuss the draws and the potential matchups pick uh, have our picks if you guys remember we with pick schwartzman who then peaked and then the, again medvedev smoked him th- this time at que- the queens so yeah. um, it's going to be exciting the grass court season is here rashke 
favorite player is back defending the defending champion Djokovic any yes. final thoughts guys on this episode before we wrap this up we're starting with you prakash well uh, yeah i mean this is the biggest uh, tournament in the sport right wimbledon so and i would say the build up to some extent right with the uh, top players both nadal and djokovic not playing the warm ups hmm. and federer coming i mean he won the title but as i said it's kind of patchy you know his form and of course mari is not playing at all you know he's only playing the doubles so it's like uh, looks like you know there is a good chance for someone to really step it up here and as we had discussed right wimbledon yeah. hasn't fallen out out of the you know, hands of the big four so it could be a and again but even the other side when you look at the you know the next gen as we discussed they have been uh, kind of uh, not too hot you know uh, they kind of cooled down uh, except i guess you know the young felix so now i mean lopez of all you know he is a guy who is actually a tournament director that he won a tournament a big tournament like queens <laughs> he opens up like i mean yeah this could be like really wild this tournament right and things can happen so fast on grass nothing is guaranteed and yeah i mean it, it feels like there's a good chance i feel like you know we'll see something really out of the blue like uh, maybe like a chilich at a 2014 us open kind of winner who we we don't see right now mm yeah correct so all excited for this unpredictable grass uh, slam which is about to come raj ke let's have your closing statements <laughs> for the episode so uh, yeah so 37 year olds have won both tournaments and if that trend trend is going to continue well maybe that's a good sign for federer <laughs> uh, <laughs> correct 21 especially for us because we we want him to extend that gap <laughs> and not yeah. making it sound like a fed fan express but anyway yeah and then uh, of course felix and federer share the same birthday i forgot to mention that that's another uh, interesting yeah. thing you know uh, but of course yeah. felix is just 18 years old but they share the and same since he has the same birthday as ampers yeah and uh, prakash had a very good tweet on the birthday week saying you know he's bound for greatness the oh. that that week of the of that month of august you know oh. uh, and i think even rod lever has his birthday somewhere around that time uh, yeah august in, 9th yes so august 8 9th and 12th and right. so yeah and we uh, we are already starting to see sitsipas versus felix um <laughs> sitsipas saying you know that uh, there are chances that Uh, the, he's go, uh, Felix has got the double over him, and can he beat him is the question. So there are doubts yeah. in his mind as well. So that rivalry could be intense going forward, hopefully. And, and a lot of respect between the two of them because Felix then replied. Uh, Felix also pointed out that Sitsipas has won over Federer and Djokovic and Nadal, all three of them. Whereas Felix is still to beat any of them. So you know a lot of mutual respect between those two next generation players. Great and. Uh, you guys we have to be back for the draws guys so we yes. will be recording one more time before the monday because the tournament starts on a monday and uh, we have to be here for one more episode 
So we'll pop in a tweet like last time and let's hope we get some questions. Do make sure to share this episode with everyone you know and uh, keep supporting the Tennis Galaxy podcast. I hope you have enjoyed. We've discussed everything about Hala, Queens and the next gen moving and wrapping it up with Wimbledon. Um, here's your host Prasad signing out with Prakash and Rajke on this episode of the Tennis Galaxy podcast.